All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Just back from NOLA and do we have things to talk about? Plus, I got to have some fun club play before we went to New Orleans. So I'm going to be talking about that shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of French Porch Swingers. Honestly, one of my favorite things about Cassidy is the people that run it, the people that are behind the scenes on that site really care. And you see that we actually got to hang out with some of them in New Orleans. These are lifestyle people that truly care about the safety and security of their site and making sure that you can just focus on finding fun. So if you're brand new to the lifestyle or if you're on a lifestyle site right now and you're not as thrilled with it, we would love for you to check out Cassidy for yourself for free for an entire month. All you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of our homepage to get started today. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner to try it free for a month. Start meeting sexy people in your area or when you're traveling. And we hope you'll say hello to us while you're there too. Hope to see you at cassidy.com. So as you guys can tell, hopefully for my voice is not uh, too fucking bad. We are exhausted. We are beat the fuck up. I feel like I have been run over by a semi truck. Most of it worth it, I will say. It is. It was quite the weekend. It was quite the five days, actually. We were there a long fucking time. Yeah, first of all, I don't have much of a voice at this point, although it did come back a little bit this morning. Our flight was six hours delayed, so we didn't get home till 3 a.m. as we're recording this. <laughs> it is right now like 11 o'clock in the morning. So naturally, as is the norm for me, I get fucked on the flights. So yeah, six hours delayed. I'm going to start flying separately from you because I'm convinced you're, you're the reason off. it's always, <laughs> it's better always off. fucked Bad up. luck. There's no question. You really should. So we did not take our own advice, which we will absolutely do next year. We spent five days um, at this event. We should have spent three. Well, we always tell people when they come to Vegas. Exactly. We've we've had people that reach out and are like, we're going to plan a week-long trip there. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? If you're going to be staying on the Strip, you have three fucking days. Three days. We were staying on Bourbon Street. We spent five days there. And today, I want to die. Yeah, a Saturday. I think the entire day of Saturday probably took two years off my life. (laughs) There's no question about it. I was an absolute fucking maniac. I should not have done anything that remotely resembled what I did. Uh, but I had a great fucking time. For once, you were not the responsible adult. I was. I not was. Respo- you left me alone. Everyone left me alone. What were you all thinking? By the you leave and I'm fucking drinking at the bar, making out with the bartender. Oh, poor what? Brian. I'm so sorry that I left you there to make out with the cute bartender. This poor couple that I had just met who was also at Naughty New Orleans, who, you know, shout out to them. They're fucking amazing. They're going to be coming to Pod Bash. They were, they were great to meet. I believe they're from Idaho. You know, I'm in the middle of talking to them and I'm drinking and we're drinking with the bartender and they're kind of doing their thing. And all of a sudden I'm making out with the bartender. It was just a very weird <laughs> fucking deal. Uh, but yeah, you guys leave me alone and I, I shit goes south fast. Yeah, you came back to the hotel room. I went back to take a nap like a responsible adult and drink yeah. a gallon of water while you were still out drinking and making out with the bartender, apparently. You'd come back to tell me the story and I'm like, what? Yeah, like what just hold, happened? Hold on a second. A vanilla bartender, as far as we knew, we found out she wasn't She's really all, that, all vanilla, that vanilla. But you're making out with her in a fucking... And granted, this was not a naughty event. This was not no. a naughty New Orleans event. No. There were different bar parties that were happening on Bourbon Street and things like that. 
like that. This was not a sanctioned naughty event. This was just us in a fucking bar on a random Saturday with a random bartender. None of my behavior was sanctioned. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I mean, I was proud of you. I was happy for you, but I was shocked. I was like, am I in the twilight zone right now? Yeah, so I finally get back to the room and I take a four-hour nap, something like that, just in time for me to get dressed and go to the fucking event. So, yeah, it, look, for me, we're not, we don't need to beat this up too much. We're not going to do a fucking what is and what isn't a naughty New Orleans fucking event. I have a newfound respect and uh, an admiration for New Orleans. Well, let's talk about that because we, I think, talked about at least on one episode, if not multiple, that you really did not care for New Orleans. I didn't. To no. be fair, pretty much the only time you've ever been to New Orleans is during Mardi Gras. Yeah, for about 27 years consecutively. And even the people that live in New Orleans talk about how much they don't like when Mardi Gras rolls yeah, around. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. So I don't think you had a proper you know, view of what New Orleans was as a whole. For me, it was dirty. I'm going to give you that. It was very dirty. I literally have to throw out a pair of my favorite shoes yes. because nobody told me to bring cheap ass shoes to New Orleans. So that part of it, yes. And the weather, I mean, it's very, very humid there. But everything else, I loved that city. It has such a pulse. I mean, when I think of my favorite cities in the entire country, they are very similar to New Orleans in that way. They have their own personality unlike anywhere else in the country. Yeah. And that's what I was able to experience here and great food, great music, so much live music from great, very talented artists. I mean, so yeah, there were a lot of positives and I want to go back. Well, and we talked about that. So, well, first of all, next year's Naughty New Orleans is going to look very different for us. We're going to do it differently. It's a three day cap. That's number one. Uh, and then I need a place to escape because what saved me these past five days was my getting up at, you know, six, six thirty in the morning, creeping out of the room going to the gym, going to have coffee before any madness took place. Like those two and a half hours of my quiet time in the morning was really what kept me sane. Let's talk a little bit about Naughty New Orleans in general because I'm not sure how much we've talked about what this event is or why we were going. Naughty New Orleans is a gigantic lifestyle convention. It's not just a takeover. It is a convention. You have everything from seminars to rope demos to lap dancing demos to body painting to pool parties to night parties. I mean, there's just there's a lot going on. And while that can be really exciting, and I'm sure that that's very much geared towards certain people and their preferences, for us personally, it felt very overwhelming. I never knew where we were supposed to be or what made sense for us, what environment made the most sense for us to be in, because there were just too many fucking options. Well, that's the thing. And it was to me, it felt largely disjointed. There was entirely too much going on. And personally, I don't think it was... It wasn't scheduled very well because you had two hotels with things going on at the same time, similar things at similar times, and they overlapped. And it was really kind of, you know, kind of disorganized in that way. I would absolutely have volunteered. They were way understaffed and they could have used the help. And and we definitely will do that next year. We'll make a point of that. But for me, it was overwhelming. I can't deal with a thousand people. It took us at one point thirty minutes to get to our room because we couldn't get in the elevator. Right. That's too. I can't do that. Right. So for me, if you're listen, if you thrive in that kind of environment, you dig a thousand people in a fucking room and just go 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 constant something all the time. This is for you. For me, I need those gaps of time where I can get the fuck away. Well, and is, not a thousand. And you're saying a thousand people. This was actually over two thousand for the event in total. So when you think about that number of people, mostly in one hotel, because there was an overflow hotel, but the main hotels where most of the action was and where most of the people were, it was just constant 
being touched and run into oh, and yeah. not touched like non-consensually, just innocuous, like people running into each yeah. other because there's so many people. To me, it felt like <laughs> it felt like going to Costco on a Saturday before a major holiday. Yeah. That's what the entire weekend felt like. And again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I think people love that environment and that's amazing for them. For us, it just felt a little overwhelming. I will say there were some major positives of the weekend. The biggest being, in my opinion, aside from meeting great people, which we'll get to, yeah. but you did a seminar on the bi-male stigma in the lifestyle. And this is the third time you've done a bi-seminar yes. now at this point. And we always wonder, like, how many people are actually going to be willing to come to that? How many people are going to be sitting in a room and at least having people wonder if they may not be straight? That takes courage for a lot of people. Sure. And the fact that you probably had between 70 and 80 people at this seminar, I was so fucking blown away by that. It made my heart so happy. And it wasn't even just that. People were so willing to share their own stories, share their own experiences. It was such an open and honest dialogue that was happening in that room. It just warmed my fucking heart. Yeah, many people, for the, it was their first event ever. Yep. Which I think is insane. I mean, to talk about jumping in the deep end. Yeah. Um, and the first time they'd ever been exposed or exposed themselves to a situation where they were identifying themselves as anything other than straight, which I thought was a very cool vibe. And yeah, and then, of course, all the fucking amazing people we met, our friends from D.C., our friends from Idaho, we, Pedro and Tink of the Kitchen Sink podcast, just being able to finally get in front of these people. You know, our friends now from D.C., I've been communicating with her digitally. We'd never met face-to-face. -face. What an amazing couple. She is beautiful. He is an amazing guy. I could have sat and talked to them for hours. And in uh, fact, we did Friday night. Well, and that's the other thing is like Pedro and Tink too. There were multiple couples that we met or multiple people in general that we met this weekend where I just felt this instant like kindred spirit with them right? and an instant connection on a very friendly and wonderful level. So, I mean, for us, that's what these events are anyway. Like we knew going into it, I said, of course, because I always say this because I'm a fucking slut. I'm like, I want to get fucked all weekend. I knew that that probably wasn't going to happen because we are so social and I need that connection. And when you're in a ballroom with 1500 people dancing and sweating all over each other, that's not the type of environment where you and I are going to thrive and make these like sexy, erotic connections with people. Well, that's the problem with very few exceptional moments. And, and again, the best time I had, honestly, it was, it had nothing to do with the event. It was we were out drinking and having a good time with, with our friends and the Dancing. people that we had met. Yeah, just listening to great music. And I mean, it was just a fucking blast. And so that's where I really found myself in, enjoying myself the most. I never felt like sexy in the event environment. It was just overwhelming for me. Right. You know, it was I just had, too much. You're, that's a perfect way to put it. And we talked about this when we were coming home, I think. It was a very fun environment. It was not, for us, a sexy environment. Right. I really am the type that needs for it to be a sexy environment and get in the sexual headspace to be like, okay, time to open my legs, time to stick a cock in my mouth. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, nothing against the event in itself. I think a lot of people really thrive in that environment. We're just not those people. Still some amazing moments, still some great positive things that came out of it. Still very glad that we went. Yeah. Like I said, we have a plan already in place for next year. We know how we're going to do this. It's a three day max. We're, I am not fucking around. We I'm, can't do five days. No, listen, I'm telling you, Saturday took a couple years off my life. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Well, so. uh, this will put everything into perspective. I have sandals on right now, not even closed toed shoes, sandals. Right. I could barely get them on my feet 
feet today. Yeah, my feet are swollen. I don't know if it's the salt from all the amazing fucking food. For sure. Or if it's the dancing or I don't know yeah. what the fuck it is. But I can't even get shoes on today. That's could, how fucking horrible I feel. I couldn't wear my watch yesterday. I couldn't get it on my wrist. I couldn't get my, my <laughs> ring on my finger. My hands are so swollen. There's just no fucking way. So, yeah, we have a plan. We know exactly what to do. But what a great fucking time meeting. It was really what it's all about. We met... The most amazing fucking people. I mean, really I cannot did. say enough about everyone that we met uh, that we've either been communicating with or had never met before, but simply made this great connection with. I mean, just what a great fucking time. I'm so excited to reconnect with them. It looks like we're going to see a bunch of those folks at Podbash, which is amazing. And yeah, and next year, we'll have a plan. We will communicate with everybody, all of our friends, our friends from Georgia. We'll know, you know, and of course, Lee and Kimmy from the Swinging Flamingos podcast. I love oh. hanging out with them. Yeah, another huge positive, by the way, the king and queen of Nani New Orleans. That's yeah. the thing. They always crown somebody who's, you know, been influential in terms of the event itself and in terms of, you know, the lifestyle space as a whole yeah, as positive well. Positive influence. And the for the first time ever, it was a polycule. Yeah. And not only that, but it's a polycule we fucking love. The Swinky Life and Accidental Swingers, that's a, a they're a foursome in the lifestyle. They're, you know, poly group. And they were crowned. And I was yeah. so happy to see that. It made me so fucking just thrilled for them. They could not be more deserving of it. I'm fucking crying as I'm hugging them. I mean, it was just a very emotional, amazing moment to see them crowned. So that was a, another huge positive. Yeah. So anyway, it was good. I, you know, like I said, I, I found a, a new, uh, found love for New Orleans, but we'll do it differently. In fact, I think you and I will go back non-event just to go and have a good fucking time. We'll run out there for the fucking weekend, grab a cheap fucking flight and go hang out. The other thing I will say, this is very interesting because we're talking about the fact that it didn't feel like a super sexy environment or yeah. there was nothing that made it feel erotic to us personally. But you and I fucked like rabbits while we were there. Well, that see, but that's part of the whole thing, right? So... We get to meet all these amazing people. And now, while I did not play with anyone, I did get to make out with a number of gals, <laughs> which I really enjoyed, most of which took place off outside of the fucking event, right? right. At some dive bar somewhere. <laughs> so, and one of them happened to be a bartender working at said dive bar. Totally fucking hot. And it was great. So all like day long, as the days were going on, you and I were in these kind of not sexy. We weren't feeling super sexy a lot of the time, but there was sex-filled energy in the room, right? right? We were around sexy people, but it wasn't like, oh man, I really like, I just want to get naked with this person. It just, it wasn't quite like that. But then you and I would get back to the room. It's one o'clock in the morning or whatever, and we're now we're just worked up. You know, so and fucking like crazy, crazy. And super passionate sex. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can't say it was completely not a sexy weekend. No, no. You and I fucked a lot. Just not not outside of you and I necessarily. You know what else was interesting? Our dirty talk. It was way dirtier than I feel like it even is usually. Well, because we're in a hotel and that's just what happens. Well, you're in New Orleans and we've been like grinding on each other, dancing all day. I don't know what the fuck it was, but the shit coming out of my mouth to you was like, where the fuck did that come from? Well, but it's also that kind of, again, it wasn't full on, you know, sexually fucking pa passionate kind of thing. But I did make out with a couple of women. And after doing that, it's like, oh, all right, I, I, I'm worked up. You know, it, I can get my cock sucked right about now. Yeah, it's, you know, you're priming the pump a little bit, you know. Uh, and it Happy makes you, to oblige. Well, and it makes you feel good too, right? Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's just, it, listen, it was fun, no doubt about it. Like I said, you and I will probably go back 
uh, just to get away for a weekend. And maybe we'll meet some friends there or something and just go hang out. And the bartender we hung out with gave us a whole fucking list of fucking shit to do there, events and everything that's coming up and just very cool stuff. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do it again. I Again, I have found a newfound respect for New Orleans. It's a place with a pulse. It's got energy. The people were fucking amazing. I need um, to eat less food next time, though. I well, feel like fucking dog shit. Yeah, well, the one thing we're going to do is have a fucking room with a refrigerator in it. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's number one. <laughs> But yeah, that I'm telling you, if it wasn't for those mornings, though, my morning strolls around downtown and the gym and being able to sit outside and have a cup of coffee and the nice, quiet kind of, you know, downtown vibe. It, ugh, I, I don't know what I would have done. So I want to move on to single guy tip of the week because I got a really, really nice Instagram message from a listener. He's a young guy. He's in his early 20s, brand new to the lifestyle. He's had like three experiences up to this point and he wanted to reach out and say thank you for single guy tip of the week and goes on to tell me this story about how he went to his first lifestyle club last weekend. And I'm like, oh, how did it go? And he said, well, it was very eye opening because all of these things that you and Brian have been talking about, I saw with my own two eyes. And he coined a term that I found so perfect because it describes it in my mind exactly as it is. He said, well, first of all, what he said was there are two different types of guys. And he made that very evident that he saw that with his own eyes. And we talk about that, right? There's the lifestyle guys, the guys who fucking get it, the respectful ones that are going to be, they're going to be eager to approach you and communicate with you and connect with you because they know that that is what leads to sex, at least consistently in the lifestyle. And then you have the guys who are very awkward or very, you know, not well put together, whatever. They're the guys that don't do well in the vanilla world, right? They're the ones that can't just go to a bar and start talking to someone and pick up a woman. And they somehow think that the lifestyle is going to be a simpler, easier way for them to get fucking laid. And a lot of people tell you, oh, that's the worst thing you can do in the lifestyle. We've even said it. Oh, it's way more complicated in the lifestyle. But the honest to God truth is there have been many instances where I've seen guys, for example, who will pull down their pants, start yanking on their cocks, not at our events because we don't fucking allow that, but at other people's events, yanking on their fucking cocks right by the bed of somebody playing and just expect to be invited into the party. And a lot of times the women, you can tell they're really not that into it, but they're like, eh, your cock's out and I'd feel bad saying no. Right. So just jump on in. And it's like, it is gross. And he's the one that called it out. He actually called one of the guys out at the event for doing that. He spoke up about it, which is not his responsibility. That's the club's responsibility to put etiquette in place and make sure that they're holding guys to, you know, a high standard to keep everyone safe and feeling comfortable. But I really respected that he was willing to do that. I do think, and we talked about this many times as well, that there is a need for self-policing in this space. For sure. And, or I should say policing of other people, right? Yeah, within, you know, within a group, like within a party, within an event, there has to be some, some self-policing. If you don't, you set everyone else up for failure and potentially danger. You know, you talk about the two different guys. The truth of the matter is a lifestyle guy improves the quality of an event. Right. A non-lifestyle guy, just some dude thinking he's going to catch some low-hanging fruit, that's a guy that's fucking up the program for all the other guys. Yep. And kudos to this cat for saying something because he's probably thinking to himself, well, people are going to see you behave this way. 
And they're going to assume that I'm going to behave that way. That's exactly what he said. He said, this reflects badly on me when all I wanted to do was go in there and be ridiculously respectful, communicative, and impressive. And he's 100% right. Those are the guys that give the good guys bad names. No doubt. And again, I'm not saying it's his responsibility to make sure those things aren't happening in that environment, but the fact that this is a young guy, brand new to the lifestyle, that was willing to speak up in that moment... I was so impressed by that. No doubt about it. And good for him. You know, I say this a lot. I I liken it this way. If you're a single guy who is simply just not good at meeting people in the vanilla world, you're awkward, you're, you know, maybe you're obnoxious, right? You're one of those people who just tries too hard and it comes off as really just desperate or eager, you know, that kind of thing. Yep, yep. The lifestyle is that and on steroids. Whatever you're doing in the vanilla world is intensified in this space yep. because way more eyes are on you. You've got far more experienced people now who, who know how to spot that kind of shit. So if you can't articulate yourself in the vanilla world, you can't have a cogent, decent you know, conversation with someone at a bar or a restaurant. If you're a single guy. You can't pony up to a bar, order a drink, and have a just a chat with someone sitting on either side of you, and and, and not offend anybody. And <laughs> really, just just really just have a conversation. If you can't do that with strangers in that environment, you have no business trying to do that in this space. You're going to crash and burn. Well, the other thing I will say is, like I was saying, I've seen a lot of women that the guys will approach, and I can tell, I can tell from a distance that they're really not that into it, but they go forward with it. Don't fucking do that. Please don't do that for your own sake. If you're the type that that doesn't care and you're just into that indiscriminate random, like as many guys as possible, I am not judging. I think you should do whatever the fuck makes you happy. I don't play that way, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't. You fucking go for it. But if you are somebody who is doing that out of a sense of obligation, you are doing yourself and everyone else in that environment a disservice. And you really do have to think about those things. Yeah, well, if you do that, and that's not your methodology, you're doing it again because like you said, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or you don't want to create an awkward situation. Well, that guy is then going to assume that what he's doing is working yep. and he's going to do it over and over and over and he's going to continue to, to perpetuate this fucking horrendous behavior. Right. And that's where this whole idea of all oh, the single guys in the space, they're the worst. Well, I'm here to tell you, a quality single guy adds to the event. Just a shit single dude will absolutely take the energy out of the room. And if you allow it to happen, you got nobody to blame but yourself. I completely agree. So I definitely want to talk today about an experience that I had at a club recently. And, you know, we've talked a lot about club environment versus private environment and how that changes things. And so I kind of want to touch on some of that again, too, because I'm starting to really understand what it is I need in a club environment for it to be fucking hot. So we're going to talk about all of that very shortly. But first, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Promescent. I just went to a big lifestyle event and I've been going to a lot of events lately. And one of the things I'm always concerned about is making sure that I'm as fresh and clean as possible. But sometimes when you're at a lifestyle event, your options for that are limited. And thankfully, Promescent has the perfect product for us lifestylers. They're before and after wipes. They are made with aloe, so they're soft on your skin. 
and they're individually packaged. So you can just throw them into your swinger bag, take them with you, and use them when you want to get fresh and clean for your next fun. Permescent has a ton of amazing products that you can add to that swinger bag too, like their condoms, lubes, massage oils, and so much more. And the best part is listeners of our show right now can get 10% off of all of their products. All you have to do is go to promescent.com slash FPS. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash FPS for 10% off of all of their amazing bedroom wellness products. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by Shameless Care. Picture this, you are excited to be getting down with somebody new. Maybe you're in the playrooms, maybe you invited them to your home. You are so excited and ready to show them a good time, but unfortunately biology takes over and you just can't get the job done. Well thankfully, Shameless Care has taken all of the guesswork out of getting ED medication and making it easier than ever before to get that issue taken care of. All you have to do right now is go to Shameless Care care.com and fill out an intake form. If accepted, they're going to ship ED medication discreetly right to your door. No awkward doctor visits, no expensive co-pays, none of that. And you can also do it at a discount right now if you use our code at checkout FPS. You're going to get $30 off your first month of ED medication by going to shamelesscare.com and using the code FPS. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but we are fewer than 80 days away right now from Pod Bash 2023. We are so excited for this takeover because it really is something very different. If you've been to lifestyle takeovers before and you think this is going to be the same, trust me when I tell you it's not. And the biggest difference, aside from the fact that you get a party with some awesome lifestyle podcasters, is that you get to party with some of the nicest and most inclusive people out there. Most of the people that come to Pod Bash come over and over again, and they create lifelong friendships. They travel with each other throughout the year. They chat. They keep up with each other. It really is an incredibly social event and we would love for you to join us. If you want to make a whole bunch of new friends in Las Vegas and do things like, you know, party optionally at the pool and dance with us at night and all the other fun stuff that we have planned, make sure that you head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com to get your room or your day or weekend passes while they last. I absolutely love talking about this man. I actually, it was interesting when we were in New Orleans, I had conversations with multiple people about this particular guy and about our dynamic. And I think one of the reasons I enjoy it as much as I do is because there is no pressure. There is no weirdness. There's no drama. There's no expectation of behavior aside from general decency. And it's just so much fun to be able to connect with him. And in certain circumstances, we play our house, my house. Other times we play at the club together and I thought it'd be interesting to kind of compare the two and talk a little bit about how the experience I'm going to talk about today was different than the times I've had him over in a private space because you talk all the time about how that is not your fucking thing the playroom thing is just so you know not your jam and I always thought I was kind of the same way and I'm starting to come around to it because I do see certain benefits in it well so the, the night that you're going to talk about that you played with him I actually had the opportunity to play with Jade at the club. Yeah. She came because she was getting ready to leave to go out of town. We weren't going to see her for a bit. I wasn't going to see her for a while. In fact, now, as we're recording this, I'm going to get to see her in two days. But she was gone for like three weeks. But here's what's interesting. She reached out to me. I was like, hey, what if we recreate the first time we played? The first time she and I ever played over a year ago now was at Playhouse LV during our event. Right. She came and the mood was right. We had a private room, and we did. And we had she never choked on your cock. <laughs> yes, she did. We had never played there again. We right. never played anywhere other than one of our homes again. Right. 
So when she said that to me, while under normal circumstances, like you said, I am not like, oh, playroom, let me get in there. It was exciting to me because there was a it was purposeful. Right. Right. It was also with someone that I cannot, you know, I can't express how much I enjoy being with her and we've been friends for so long. So it's comfortable, right? But with that like whole idea of, oh, this is gonna be a thing. Like we're not gonna try to figure we don't have to figure this out. We already have a familiarity and there's a plan. Right. Right. So I got the same room we were in and it was almost like a almost a mirror image of what happened the first time. It was fucking great. Well, so that brings up a really good question, though, that I think will feed into my story. Why was it great? Was it great because it was with Jade or did the club atmosphere add to it somehow? No, it was because of because of her and because it was something that we shared prior. Like, I think it's because we knew like a novelty of it. Yeah, it, <laughs> there was something exciting about it because what we were trying to do was capitalize on that first time excitement heat that you get and it it worked it definitely fucking translated it was super fucking hot in fact i broke our own rule i went 35 minutes in the room instead of 30 (laughs) naughty uh, naughty yeah but it was fucking amazing and and it was really in that particular moment like i had forgotten i was in the playroom right it just transcended it didn't matter where normally i would be hyper focused on what am I hearing is that what's going on outside the door you know that kind of shit didn't even matter but that was largely because of my partner okay so let me break down what happened with me and this gentleman so this is a partnered guy I really need to come up with a fucking name for him at some point because we talk a lot about him but he's a partnered gentleman I've been playing with him a lot you guys have heard me talk about him on the show quite a bit he's the tall muscular beautiful man that comes over and fucks my brains out and we don't talk a lot in between and that we kind of both like it that way like I said there's zero expectation of anything from each other that, partner. that makes it really fun. Well, yeah, you can still have more, let's say, substantial dynamics with partner people, as we fucking know. Right. But at least he's like, there's a there's an understanding, right? There's a mutual thing to where like, you know, they're busy people, we're busy people. And if it's it, it, no, nobody's feelings are hurt if that's not going on. Exactly. Yes. That's a really good way to put it. So but anyway, it's funny because I you guys probably heard me talk about on the show a few weeks ago where he had played with somebody else at the club. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, if you want to play with me, because he came and approached me and asked me if, if I wanted to. Um, I said, you need to go clean yourself up and put a mint in your mouth and all that kind of stuff. And I got a lot of feedback about that. Most of it was very much in agreement with with me on it. But for whatever reason, I I think I might have been a little bit of a hypocrite in that situation because I think it kind of added to the naughtiness of it now that I've had time to really reflect on it. How so? I don't know. It just felt raunchy. Like I had just been watching so much sex because I was obviously kind of cleaning up rooms and things like that and walking by rooms, making sure everything was okay. There was just a lot of sexual energy. That event that night, it's so interesting to have every event has a very different feel to it. That particular night felt very sexy. You could just feel it in the air. You don't know because you ran off right away. But even standing in the room once the playrooms opened, there was so much flirtation going on, so much just tension in the air. And it was very sexy because of that. And I think the fact that he had played it I don't want to say it annoyed me because it didn't. I think it ended up kind of fueling things between us because when we got into a room together, when we closed the door to a playroom, things got fucking raunchy. Well, first of all, I'm glad he obviously had the opportunity to play not just with you, but play in general because when I and Jade left to go play, we were the first ones in the playroom. 
they were talking to each other. We had introduced them to each other. <laughs> so uh, I, I felt kind of bad. I was like, ah, I'm not really cock-blocking you because this was kind of a plan. But, hey, I need to borrow her for just a minute. And that's kind of how the whole thing went down. But I'm, I'm glad he had a chance to to uh, enjoy himself anyway. Don't worry. I'll swoop right in and make sure everything's just fine. You did. We I had a great did. time. So anyway, we go into the playroom together. And he immediately starts kind of giving me shit about the comment I had made about go clean yourself up and put a mint in. Right. And it was very playful. It was not, like, combative at all. But I also feel like there was a part of him that was kind of annoyed by it. And I feel like, for whatever reason, it made things naughtier. Like, for example, we started making out with each other. And he was like, does that mouth taste good enough for you? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, you smartass. Now make out with me more. So we're just tonguing each other. We're, you know, all over each other. And then, of course, I'm like, I have to fucking suck his cock. So he takes his pants off. I also say, I almost always, if I'm going to play in a club environment, I don't want to just, like, walk out in my lingerie I don't know that why that feels weird to me I don't think it's weird for anyone else to do it yeah. but for me it's like I wear that shit kind of for someone specifically I don't want to just be flaunting my tits all over the club I don't know fucking weird right <laughs> and I know it's just like a neuroses thing that I have but what I typically do in club environments is I'll go into a room I'll change into lingerie and then I'll say I'll have them come meet me in two or three minutes or whatever right. depending on how intricate my lingerie is that evening this time I didn't give a flying fuck and again I don't know if it was just the atmosphere I don't know if it was him he was looking very good that night but I was like fuck it I just want you to live my fucking dress up of course I didn't have any panties on Shocking. and we're gonna fucking go to town so <laughs> I'm like I want to suck your cock he takes his pants off i kind of hike my dress up to reveal my ass to him he's touching it a little bit and then i bend down he's laying on the bed and i'm sucking his cock off the edge of the bed and it got raunchy immediately i'm running my hands up and down his legs i'm you know stroking his cock at the same time i'm licking the tip of it i started kind of licking on his balls ever so lightly and he is saying the naughtiest shit to me and he's like this is what is so hot and what was very memorable about this experience because he said it multiple times during our play session he was like i know you wanted me you were just fucking messing around with me and i knew you wanted this and you know i want you just as bad as you want me and that really fueled things for me because i think it's true i i really truly feel like he desires me and there's no time where that is more evident than when i am sucking his cock and he just has this appreciation for it i will also say one of the things i love with this man is i love his cock it is fucking perfect it is just the most perfect shape and size and texture and everything and i really do find myself for example i'll stop sucking his cock i'll pull my mouth off of it and i'll just stare at his cock while i'm kind of like lightly stroking it that drives him fucking crazy. No, it doesn't hurt my feelings either. So yeah, no, I totally fucking get it. But there is something to be said for, you know, someone genuinely like desiring you. It, it, I mean, you, I can obviously tell the difference and there's nothing worse than feeling like you're not necessarily desired. It's just like in that moment, somebody just wants something specific, but not necessarily with you specifically. You know, like that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, exactly. So that went on for quite a while. I I sucked his cock and we talked dirty to each other for probably a good 10 minutes. And then there was this moment where he was like, I know why you came in here with me. And I was like, why? And he's like, because you know how good I'm going to eat that fucking pussy. And I was like, oh, that's so hot. So again, he's just kind of pressing my buttons the whole time. And it resulted in this very kind of fun back and forth. Like, for example, I laid on my back and I think I said something to the extent of, well, since I gave you a chance tonight, you better show me your skills. And we both just burst out laughing. It was very flirtatious. But there was this kind of underlying thing of like, bitch, you should have fucked me first. Just saying, because <laughs> I'm a spoiled brat. <laughs> now, you know, yeah, I get it. I'm, I guess 
I guess that's part of like the whole idea of having regular or at least you know semi-regular play partners. And we talked about this even this weekend. Is there like this thing where you almost feel some, or there, like you sh- you think that someone should feel some level of obligation for putting you first, kind of thing? Well, what I told him that night. And I think I said it again right after we played is, I don't care if we don't play every time we're in the same room. I have no expectation of that. You and I can fuck anytime we want. There is no reason that you have to fuck me just because we're at the club at the same time. But I do have this kind of weird thing about being a second or a third or a fourth in that environment. It just feels, I don't know, it just doesn't feel good, I guess, to me. So... I kind of set that boundary with them, like, hey, you don't have to fuck me at all, but if you're going to fuck me in the future, I'd really like for you to fuck me first. You can call me a spoiled brat. You can call it whatever you want. It did kind of end up working in our favor in this particular situation because I think it led to this very sarcastic, sexy banter back and forth while we were fucking each other. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think that would, I would have, it would have some level of effect on me also, depending on who the person was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you and I... I it's so fucking hot for for me for when you and I obviously reconnect. Yeah, but that's our thing. It is, and a lot of times, like you don't shower, you don't do anything. We just get after it. Yeah. That's a very different thing. If it was that's like because you're a slut. Uh, okay. <laughs> if it was like a regular play partner of mine, I might be like, ah, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure. Right. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's it's just a fucking neurosis. I don't know. Well, anyway, so he's going down on me, licking me. He makes me come almost instantly because he does this fucking phenomenal thing with his mouth where he's like sucking on my clit, but he's not suctioning necessarily. It's just almost this light little like suckle and it's right on my clit and it just drives me fucking crazy. And at the same time, he's running his hands up and down my legs. It always feels so phenomenal. And I had this crazy orgasm, you know, back coming up off the bed kind of orgasm. And he just looks up at me with this proud fucking look on his face. And he's like, was that good enough for you? (laughs) I'm like, no, it wasn't. He's like, you're so full of shit. (laughs) Well, it's again, you know, you talk about getting to know someone's body, even though there's a lot of regular play that you and I do. I always, it's interesting to me because there's always something different that'll take place for whatever reason a lot of times whether it's because I'm playing like I played with Jade at the playroom and and even though maybe I go down on her in a similar fashion it's the environment it's the the mood or whatever there's always like a different reaction. Well, and I think with this particular thing, it almost like unlocked a different side of, of us together, our dynamic. It became silly. It became sarcastic. It became punchy. Like those are not the elements that were present before this experience. And I kind of loved that because I want us to just be able to have our own organic connection, whatever it looks like. And, and this is kind of translated into play that he and I have had since then as well. So anyway, he goes down on me, makes me come. We have this funny, silly little banter back and forth. And then he's like, so do you want this cock or not? I'm like, yes, I want that cock. He's like, well, I wasn't sure. And I was like, yes, you fucking were sure. Put on a condom and fuck me. (laughs) So he puts on a condom. I get on my back. And again, I still have my dress on. I've like pulled my tits out of it. But I wasn't even fucking with lingerie or any of that shit at this point. It was like, just fuck me. I was frustrated. I was horned up. I just need that fucking cock. So I'm on my back. My dress is hiked up. My tits are pulled out. He starts pushing inside of me. 
love that fucking initial stretch. And then we just start making out with each other. And it is so intense. The heat between he and I in that moment was unlike something he and I've ever had before. And again, I think it was because of that kind of banter back and forth and us being able to kind of get our frustrations out with each other in that moment. It was fucking sexy. I mean, I'm running my hands all over his body, up into his hair. I'm just, I'm tonguing him. He's tonguing me back. He bit my bottom lip at one point. I mean, he's stopping every once in a while and like, you like that cock, don't you? You love that cock. I know you love that cock. Tell me you love that cock. I mean, it was just so raunchy and naughty. Well, again, you guys have a pretty good chemistry, obviously. This goes on a lot. And I think because of you being a smartass, kind of sort of being a smartass about wash your balls and take a mint, you know, have a mint, you know, he probably was using that to, to his advantage just to fucking push your buttons, you know, which again, it just adds to a little bit of variance in that play. Yeah. You know, when Jade and I are in that room together, the very first thing that she ever did, she and I ever did together when we first met was she pulled my pants down and started sucking my cock. I sat down in the same chair, in the same position. She did the exact same thing. And we just kind of laughed about it because I was like, this looks really familiar. I mean, have we been here before? You know, and yeah, I mean, just being able to have that smart ass between you, there's something to be said for that, no matter how often you play with each other. Yeah, smart assery. That's my uh, second language. That's for damn sure. For sure. <laughs> so anyway, he's fucking me. It starts off with a lot of intense kissing, but it wasn't a lot of very like hard fucking or anything like that. But of course, it picks up pace. And then there was this one moment. He's not choking me, but he kind of puts his hand almost around my neck and puts in a little bit of pressure and just kind of grabs me and holds me there and we're making out with each other again and I just I felt like there was a different side of him that night it was very he's always confident he's a very confident man he's very sure of himself he knows he's fucking hot I know he does so it's never that 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 he's not confident but it just felt like such self-assuredness. He had no concern about what was happening in that moment. He knew what he was doing. He knew what I wanted in that moment. And it just allowed us to just flow effortlessly for him to kind of control my body. There was another moment where he took his other hand and was kind of pinning my arm down, holding me in place, grabbing my tit with the other one and just fucking and thrusting inside of me. I came so fucking hard at one point because he stopped that. He was grabbing onto both tits and he's like, I know how much you love them squeeze. And I was like, well, then squeeze harder. He just clamps down on both of my tits with both hands, these masculine, manly hands. I came so fucking hard. I squirted a little bit on him. I pushed his cock out of me. It felt fucking amazing. Well, at some point, somebody came up to me because I was looking for you. I didn't realize that you were gone with uh, with him at that point. They're like, oh, I, I know where Brent is. She's down the hall. I can hear her. So I was like, oh, let me, I'll go down there and see what's up. Of course, the door was closed and, you know, so, I, but I knew you were in there because I could hear you. Well, so, and this is another thing. I was going to talk about the difference between playing at home and playing in a club. There are elements of playing in the club that feel raunchier. It's kind of like the hotel room thing for yeah. me. I love playing in a hotel room because it's like you don't know who could be listening from the next room and you're certainly not going to be quiet for their sake. You're not trying to be loud, right. but you're not going to be quiet because you paid for the fucking room and it just feels raunchy and the club experience is kind of the same way until something happens like where there was one moment our play kind of dwindled down. I think we were kind of switching positions. In fact, I think I had taken the, the condom off his cock and was leaning down and sucking his cock again and I hear someone from outside of the room go is that brenna in there loud loud i was like come on bro yeah see that's <laughs> that's the part of the club fucking experience or like 
playroom experience that'll fuck me up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to hear that. I'm, I really <laughs> want to be in the moment here. You know, I don't need to hear the giggling and the laughing and all the shit in the hallway. It's like, man, that just, that'll just take me right out of it. But like I said, in this particular instance, for me, at least I was just lost in it. So it, it worked out. Yeah. So I sucked after getting over the, is that Brenna in there thing? And that's the other thing is like, obviously most of the people that are there are people that come month after month after month. Right. So they know me well and they kind of watch what I'm doing in these environments. And I find that both funny and slightly off putting just because it's like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have zero privacy. Right. But but anyway, so I sucked his cock for a little bit, and then he wanted me to ride his cock, so he puts on another condom, put on a little bit of lube, I get on top of him, and I just start booty bouncing, and things from here got fucking wild. It was sweaty. I was sweating on him. I'm still in my dress, so at this point, I'm sweating into my dress. Didn't give a fuck. He's sweating all over the place. I'm just bouncing my booty up and down and up and down, and he's still being smartass with me, like, is that all you've got? I know you have better than that. You show me better than that. I was like, oh, I'm going to give you better than that. And I'm just bouncing all over the place on his cock. There's one moment I leaned down to kiss him and I bit his lip right back. I mean, it was just so fun and sexy. And like I said, raunchy. This was like a down and dirty fuck session. This was not some passionate, sensual, connected thing. No, this was like we were both kind of annoyed with each other and we were fucking taking it out on each other. Yeah, it was kind of like it's kind of like semi makeup sex, right? Like No, it's like angry sex. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is when you get in a fight with your partner and you sort of make up, but not a hundred percent. Yeah, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna hate fuck the shit out of you. Yeah, right you made now. up just enough to have sex. Yes, exactly. So I did that, and he kind of gave me this look, and he then he started smiling like he just fucking loved it. Then he started grabbing onto my ass on both sides and kind of pushing me up and down on his cock. I was coming over and over again he's spanking me from the back at one point telling me you know oh god i love when that ass is going up and down on me and i was like oh do you because i didn't think he wanted to fuck me today <laughs> again fucking spoiled ass Brenna. okay i know some of the shit i'm saying in here is me being a total fucking brat i get 100%. it okay but that i am who i am i can't help it so that went on for quite a while and then i ripped off condom off again i got down in between his legs because at this point i mean this was probably we have 30 minute limits on the private rooms. We were probably coming up on that at this point. So I got down in between his legs and I was sucking his cock. And it was this really interesting come down because this experience, well, not super aggressive. It wasn't like he was slapping my face or slapping my tits or anything like that. But the energy in the room felt very kind of aggressive. And so it was interesting how when I got down in between his legs and started sucking his cock and very lightly kind of touching his balls again, we came down from all of that. And he started saying things to me like I love playing with you thank you so much for playing with me today you know I love the way your mouth feels so I don't know it was just a very interesting play session the reason I didn't talk about it right away too is because I was trying to think about how I really felt about all of it and why it happened the way it happened the reality is I know exactly why it happened I was annoyed that he didn't play with me first even though he doesn't fucking owe me that right. and I was taking it out on him to some degree well yeah I mean listen we talk a, a lot about you know, whether there is or isn't those not jealous moments, but kind of like like a sense of entitlement. 
territorial, I think, is yeah. what it is more so than anything. Again, I don't expect him to fuck me every time we're together right. that, or in the same room. That is so not a thing. I am not that person. Obviously, we're in the fucking lifestyle. And not only that, but in those types of environments, you may never see some of those people again, right? Like right. maybe they're in town for one weekend or one Thursday and, you know, there's never going to be a time when you're going to bump into them again. It makes total sense for if you make a connection with one of those people for that to take precedence and priority in those environments over somebody that lives 20 minutes from you that you can fuck literally anytime you want. So yeah. I totally get that. But it's just one of those things that I'm still kind of working through in my head of of how to balance those things with regular play partners and, and not to take things personally. And, you know, I mean, this ended up kind of working out. So what I'm going to say is I, I ended up, so I'm going down on him. I'm sucking his cock. We're, we're being very sensual with each other. At this point, he's kind of rubbing my arm. He's rubbing me around the back of my head, around my neck. And we're being very kind of sweet with each other in that moment. And I kind of pulled my mouth off and I was like, you're not going to come, are you? And he was like, dude, I'm not a young man. Like, I'm not the type that's going to be able to come back to back in an hour and a half. That's just, I don't have it in me. Preach. And I was like, okay, totally fine. So we kind of wrapped things up and we laid on the bed together for a second. He's like, you weren't really mad at me, were you? And I was like, no, I was not. I definitely was not mad at you. But it was nice to also set that boundary with him in that moment. Like in the future, if you plan to play with me, let's just knock it out right away. And then yeah. go on our fucking merry ways. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And, you, and again, something you know I've been talking about is how, I mean, I am not great at it. I don't, you obviously have learned from it. We do have to set some parameters, some boundaries with our regular play partners. Not to the extent of, hey, you have to play with me first or we're not playing. I'm not talking about that. Just boundaries in general for how we interact with one another outside of the bedroom even. Just just what our relationships and friendships look like. Right. We don't do a great job of that because we become friendly with people really so quickly. We almost assume shit and just take things for granted so we definitely have to get better at that i'm i'm actually something i got to deal with this weekend this week yeah you're actually the worst ever at it because you for whatever reason don't feel like you should be advocating for yourself and listen i know as i'm saying these details i i think one of the other reasons i sat on this experience for a few weeks is because I was struggling with feeling like, oh, I'm a selfish brat in that environment, and I am. But at the same time, I just kind of am who I am. And as long as I'm not being unethical or being hurtful to people, I don't feel like I should be ashamed of where I'm at right now with my own attitudes in those environments. I'm allowed to have an opinion. I'm allowed to feel a certain way about things. It's just making sure that I'm being mature about how I'm handling them. This was maybe not the best example of that, as you heard, okay? But the reality is it ended up being this very kind of fucking hot session between the two of us because we were just at odds. We were bumping heads and bumping uglies at the same time, and it was kind of fucking hot. Well, you know, for me, and I said this to you, it's a little bit more difficult because for a guy to set boundaries, it's almost like you're being manipulative or possessive or aggressive, you know, and I don't ever want to come off that. It can be seen that way. But as long as your approach is respectful, setting a boundary with someone does not make you an asshole. No, no question about it. I just never want to be the person, you know, in any situation that is looked upon as being anything other than, you know, kind and understanding and accommodating. accommodating. You are the king of accommodation for people. And I think that's such an amazing quality for you to have. But I also feel like there are certain times when you accommodate others to your own detriment. And that's 
that's not okay. It yeah. results in hurt feelings. It results in ending of relationships and dynamics. So you have to be willing and able to set those fucking boundaries. And I need to learn how to do it in not a selfish, bitchy little way. Yeah, no question. No so, question. I mean, it is. It's just all a learning experience. Again, this is super fucking hot. I mean, he came to our house. Was it the next day or a couple days after yeah, that? Yeah. And it was funny because we talked about it again. And and he completely understood the boundary that I had set with him. And he did not have any issue with it. And, you know, I reiterated that you don't owe me fucking shit. But, like, just know I'm not going to fuck you third in line. That's not going to be a thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Again, I don't think there's anything wrong with having that, you know, setting that boundary, a, a standard for yourself. I just have to be a little bit more deliberate with that information, which I'm I'm going to attempt to be. You know, it'll bite you in the ass, and it absolutely did. It bit me in the ass big time. So I gotta I want to make sure that 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 behavior isn't repeated. So we have a lot going on coming up. I am getting a chance finally to see Jade again because she's been out of town. Um, I did pick her up from the airport, took her home before you and I left for New Orleans, but we have not seen each other in like four weeks now, and the texting is getting hot and heavy. So it's going to be on like fucking Donkey Kong come Wednesday. That does not surprise me in the fucking slightest. I am so fucking excited to get my hands on her. So that's happening. Um, I got a text message from a friend who will be coming into town probably we have a lot of friends coming into town very soon oh my gosh yes next week and so we have an event next week yes on thursday and all of our friends that are coming into town are coming to that event it is going to be so much fucking fun i cannot wait yeah i don't even know what all of that's going to look like i have no idea it's going to be it'll be hot and sweaty and and just naughty no question about it i don't know what to do with all of that information because now someone else is coming in town as well going to have them come to the event also this is just going to be one big fucking I don't even know what this is going to be like. Lots of sex is what it's going to be like. You think so? Yes. You think absolutely. you're going to be naughty? For sure. Uh, for sure. Oh. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You have something going on potentially tomorrow. Yeah, it sounds like I'll be uh, doing some content creation with a very, very sexy man, and I'm excited for that. But honestly, what I'm most excited for is it sounds like Thursday, I'm going to have a date with the new single guy that I've been hanging out with. The one that I made out with on the patio that you guys heard about recently. And I have some things that I think I'm going to bring up with him because uh, we have a really good connection and I feel like I can be dirty with him. So that is going to be on the horizon for us. Nice. So we got along. We have a lot. Well, fortunately, also, we're not leaving town for a month fuck yes we thank home god for a month holy yes. shit am i fucking happy about that so we have a lot of lot of sexy naughty dirty shit coming up uh not the least of which will be taking place this week i feel you know after going to new orleans and not you and i not having the you know the fucking typical lifestyle event engagement we obviously we fucked each other like rabbits but not having that and then really understanding why, because now I, I get a much better, I have a much better image of why that doesn't happen for me as much, you know, because I enjoy so much the social aspect of those things that the sex portion of it really is, I don't even know if it's secondary, it's probably tertiary for me. But because of that, I really feel like uh, I need to take more advantage of the opportunities that have presented themselves to me as of late and where I wasn't really super like looking forward to doing that for whatever reason. 
But now after that experience, I feel like I, I really want it. I want to take on more of that. I love it. We're also going to be talking a little bit more about our Naughty New Orleans experience exclusively for our Patreon members on this week's bonus episode. So if you would like to hear more about it and get a ton of other bonuses, make sure you head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. We want to, of course, thank our existing Patreon members for their amazing support. If you want the naughtier shit, you can find me on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash front porch swingers. Make sure you check out our upcoming events because we have a ton of them and so many more to be announced very, very soon. We're going to be all over the fucking place. So if you guys want to be the first ones to know where we're heading and what we're doing, you should go create a free profile on our site. It's members.frontporchswingers.com. We're going to be sending out newsletters with, with all of the information on it before it ever goes public. So that's a really good place to do. It doesn't cost you anything to do it and you get the information real time, if you will. Again, that's members.frontporchswingers.com. What else do we have? We have a ton of shit. We have events coming up all summer long. The big one, of course, is Pod Bash. After this weekend, there are not a lot of rooms left. There are very few, actually. So if you're interested, go over to members.frontporchswingers.com, fill out that profile, like you said, and Come on down. It is going to be, I, I cannot wait. You know, going to these events makes me so fucking excited to get our events on. Yes. I am so fucking pumped for Podbash. So many cool people, new friends that are coming now. I, I'm so fucking excited for it. I cannot wait. In fact, as soon as we're done recording this, I'm going over to the hotel to meet with those folks and just go over some details. I'm super fucking pumped. Woo! Stay tuned for all of that. And thank you guys very much for listening. Thanks, everybody.